Restart, Kowalczyk floated to the top oh. of the 18. Sviachenko got ahead, now he gets a shot, and he scores. Roman Berkey got a piece with the fingertips, but it flutters into the side net. 60th minute, Houston up 1-0. That's the goal that would do it. That's it, baby. Uh, unfortunately for City SC, a loss to the Houston Dynamo last night, a game that started at like 11.30 p.m., yeah. basically. Um, but they lose. They're out of the CONCACAF uh, Champions Cup. We are joined now on the Quiver River Electric guest line this afternoon yep. by Jen Cease, co-host of the St. Louis City Soccer Report here on KMOX. Good afternoon, Jen. Good afternoon. I, I appreciate the break. I can take a nap since it's nap day. That's right. And <laughs> it, it is. It is national. And thank you for uh, allowing us to preempt you for Mitch McConnell. Yep. And uh, Amy and I. Yep. We don't know what CONCACAF stands for, so we have a couple of I, guesses. Tell I have us, an educated Tell us guess. if we're right. Amy, okay, you go first. Okay, this is what I think it is, Jen. It's okay, go the, for it. Okay, CONCACAF is the competition of non-competitive athletes competing athletically in football. <laughs> <laughs> Great guess. Is that correct? <laughs> is that right? It, it's close. It's so close. It's okay. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Wait, don't wait, say wait, it. Don't wait, say it because I have wait. a guess too. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. CONCACAF. I think it does it stand for uh, uh, taking a, sh- a seashell and hitting a baby cow. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> of, of all the things, that's what you have? That's all I have. Yeah. Is that it? It, no, 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 and it's not about the plague or the pancake state either. Okay. Okay. All right. So what, what does it stand for? <laughs> Tell us. Confeder- Confederation of North, Central America, and Caribbean Association football. Uh, and also it doesn't matter I don't for know us. If that's any, I don't know if CONCACAF makes it any shorter. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter anymore because we're out. So yeah. City SC lost last night uh, in aggregate. Same amount of goals, but I guess because they scored on the road, they Houston gets to move on. Um, anyway, yeah. so that's stupid. So in, in last <laughs> night, in, in last night's game, um, it, it seemed like passing was an issue. It seemed like there was a whole lot of passing to nobody. What was going on? Yeah, City actually had issues with that with Real Salt Lake as well. So City's never been, if you look at the stats, uh, one team versus another, City is usually one lower in possession rate, two also lower in passing, which means they're very direct. They are happy to let you have the ball, and I will take it from you, and we will go score. But they were not connecting, like you just said, their passes. So from the midfield point, when you're looking to get out of defense and into offense, a lot of times those weren't, weren't connecting. And that can either be from the passer, not putting enough pace and weight on the pass, and or two, we cannot forget the people who are getting passed to have the job to get open and win that ball. And we could see that a, a number of times last night. So they're they're great at the counterattack, like a quick turnaround. But when it comes to ball possession, that's something we didn't see a lot of last year. That's right. Yeah, they tend to be a bit like I think what I'm trying to remember our sweet spot when Dale and I would talk about it. But there was this like sweet spot, maybe somewhere around 60 percent ish possession rate, maybe a little bit low. Actually, no, it was lower than that, maybe 40 percent. Um, so they're usually very comfortable having a lower possession rate because they're going to make it hurt when we get possession and go straight to goal very direct. And so far, a couple of teams have been able to kind of box City out of that and use it against them. 
So a City SC so far, we, we've seen the results. They tied the other night in their MLS debut. We know what happened with the uh, CONCACAF Cup. So three games, what have, what have we seen or what have you seen so far? Because everybody wants to compare them to the team last year that got off to that terrific start. Yeah, I mean, so one, obviously, we're we're not bright and shiny and new. There's a ton of just, when you're the new kid, when you have like zero to prove, but everything to show for, um, I think that that, quote, frees up your play a little bit. You don't, nobody expects anything of you. So you can play as free as you want, and everything's pretty much gravy as long as you're halfway decent. Well, City far exceeded that I mean to the nth degree so now they're coming in and and even though all of them will talk about and they do you know we need to have realistic expectations you don't win them all um, I think there is some pressure there there's some pressure there they actually haven't done bad they've got a win they've got a tie and they've got a loss three games out um, the one as uh, a tie they picked up a point in the MLS regular season which is where they'll stay there is like you said no more Champions Cup um, they will not participate in Open Cup. Some of the MLS teams will not participate in that. So there may be Leagues Cup, but mostly they get to chance, uh, focus on MLS, uh, regular season play. And they're also a little bit different. They came into the season not quite as prepared, and that has a lot to do with the transfers. I think last season everybody was pretty much locked down in an apartment or in a home. Uh, we still had Thomas Totlin living out a hotel as season began. He was just moving in. So there are a lot of moving pieces coming into this season, and I think that hurt. Are MLS players just used to the midseason tournaments that they play in and that doesn't disrupt their their mentality, their approach to the regular season? Because when I think of the other major sports like baseball or hockey – even something like the Olympics every four years is so disruptive and I know players can enjoy it, but ownership struggles with it. Is that just the name of the game with MLS that you'll have all of these midseason tournaments? Well, yeah, I mean, it's really the, the, the nature of soccer worldwide. So it's a, it being an international sport, you know, we don't see it, of course, maybe, maybe on the hockey side, but I don't think we see it in baseball, of course, or mm-hmm. football. You don't have simultaneous concurrent running competitions. You have only the competition. So it is a soccer deal worldwide, which is actually probably one of the reasons I can't speak for the MLS wanted to pull their first teams out of the open cup, which was not well received. It's the oldest national tournament uh, running in the United States. So they're not going to send all the teams because of some of these issues. So I think for MLS players, they know it's a part of the grind. Um, Also, you have to speak about the coaching staff. They know they have to just, you can't just plan for a game each weekend when you're in these cups, you're planning for a game on a Tuesday night at, you know, Oh, dark 30 or, or a Wednesday night had city won, they would have not only been playing this Saturday for MLS, they would have also been playing for at Wednesday for CONCACAF again and then again the following Saturday for MLS. So it's a grind, and, you know, I would think hockey is probably somewhat similar. It's a sport that's just brutal on the legs, of course, and lungs. Jen, I asked uh, Dale, asked Joey about this, Nate Gatter, your partner on Sundays, um, about this team, just a general overview, and I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it. Is this still a playoff team? Yeah, I think I think they are a playoff team. I think that Coach Carnell is not to be underestimated when it comes to the way Coach rotates, and he's quite possibly changed the face of MLS in terms of not just having the starting quote 11, 12, or 13, 
rotating and that ability to do that, I think, will pay dividends toward the end of the season. Do I think they'll be number one at the top of the Western Conference? Maybe no. But we also know that being number one at the top of the Western Conference didn't really serve them as well as they had hoped to. They had a little bit more break. It was the seventh or the eighth place team that barely scraped its way in, like in Kansas City, that started out kind of rough in their season, and they proved up and grew over the grind. So I think when you, you, there is something to be said about when you start, and it's not all goals and gravy and just greatness, that it possibly makes you a better contender for the MLS finals there. So, yeah, I think they're going to be in. I think they definitely have a chance. I don't think they'll probably be the, the top team, and I think that would be okay. St. Louis City Soccer Report here on KMOX on Sundays. Yes, what time? Well, you know, no. So oh. we're, we switch over to Thursday nights in Thursday March. Thursday nights. So, Why didn't so somebody tell me? Th- that's right. So we, unless something changes, you know, with, with all the sports KMOX runs, sometimes Nate and I are like, when are we on? So our first show back will be March. What is that? What is it first in March? I'm trying to look at my calendar right now. It's March. Is it 4th? Fourth? Or se- it's March 7th. Oh. 7th. So March 7th will be our first uh, show back, and we'll follow Sports Open Lines. We'll follow Matt Pauley and go from 8 to 10 and talk all things soccer. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Jen. We appreciate your time as always. Good to talk to you. Thanks, you guys, and I'm not going to eat any cicadas. Eh. Oh, man. Give it a shot. No, don't do it, Jen. Jen Cease, uh, (laughs) co-host of the St. Louis City Soccer Report, their first show March 7th. They come back Thursday night.